This podcast is brought to you by Glitterati Communications. Learn more about Glitterati at BeGlitterati.com. What's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm an artist and a designer and the founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. And this is the Art Pays Me podcast. I love talking to creative people about their business, their successes, their challenges, and how they make the world a better place with their work. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome to Art Pays Me. Today, we have uh, a special guest, Martins. So, Martins, what, what is it that you do? Um, hey, Dwayne. Um, I do um, animations. I do public speaking. I do writing. I, I do a lot of stuff, actually. So I, I can't really say that I have a, a certain thing that I do. I just I, I let my creativity run wild and I just explore. Right, right. So I was connected uh, to you by Dylan, who was a previous guest in the show because of your animation. So uh, in terms of animation, what uh, how would you describe your work? Um. My my work is uh is very um is very very personal to me. Um, I try to put a lot of myself into my work, especially the stage where I'm at right now. I I feel like I'm still kind of discovering what I would consider to be my style. Mm-hmm. So you will find uh my work is uh usually two D hand drawn because uh I was privileged to learn from Aaron Blaze um. He's a he's a very popular to um, the artist. He worked on Tarzan, worked on uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, he worked on Brother Bear, and his his work is very Disney esque. So I was able to borrow some of that and kind of inject my own personality into it. So mm-hmm. that is how I would class my work. I, I know a lot of people will probably. Uh, have uh, something different to say about it, but right now that's what my work looks like to me. Cool. How how did you end up getting connected with him? Actually, uh, I I found him on YouTube, and he's uh, he's he's a very very personable guy. You would think somebody at his level is you know, but he's he's so friendly, so open. I reached out to him, and he mentioned that he had courses online, and um, I downloaded the app paid for the uh, for the courses and I was just learning um, just day by day practicing consistency is the key hmm. so I would uh, just put 30 minutes in every day 30 minutes in every day and um, I was able to learn I I, I could already draw mm-hmm. and uh, so that that was an added advantage in, in, a, in a way so I didn't really learn need to learn how to do solid drawing so I already had that skill so I just translated that into drawing those frames and now finding a way to play each frame and it, he doesn't just teach about uh the the mechanics of animation he teaches also about the software because he uses a special software it's a tv paint it's a french software so paper animation is you take uh each sheet of paper and you draw each motion on on on, on each one of those uh, sheets of paper and you play all of them in sequence okay and the wonderful team at uh, TV Paint uh, Development, they have found a way to take that same technology, that natural paper and pencil feel, and they translated it into 
a, a computer program where you can download and use your drawing tablet to draw in each frame. And it has a very, very pencil and paper kind of feel. So mm. uh, I'm a very, very, uh, I'm somebody who is very, very focused on making it as natural as possible. And that, the, that, that application compared to other ones, there, there's a lot of animation applications. I know there's After Effects. Mm -hmm. I know there's uh, Toon Boom. But TV Paint, just because also I learned from that too, was very, very natural for me to just translate my skills into that. And I was able to learn a lot faster that way. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Uh, so um, the 30 minutes a day thing that really stood out for me. I know we, we talked before and you talked about uh, being an athlete. Is that something you think you got from sports? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, growing up in Nigeria, I, I played soccer for a long time and you know, soccer is just something that just comes naturally for, for if you're in Nigeria, if you're in Africa, we love football. Yeah. We play a lot of soccer. So I was doing that without knowing. Like every every day I would just go 30 minutes, go play soccer with my friends. So I was building that repetition. I was building the, the, the skill. It's all about reps. So learning to play basketball kind of made me very conscious of, okay, if I practice this daily, I can actually learn this because I remember how I was before I even started playing. And then the skill, the skill that I was able to develop over a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. So I just applied that to animation. And um, I, I know you, you, you play basketball too, so you know how it is, like just doing those layups with your right hand, doing them with your left hand, so you can build some level of mastery on each hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's not just about the consistency too. It's also kind of being conscious of it while you're doing it, so that when in those crunch time moments, you know, let's say with basketball, you're going on a layup and there's a defender coming after you to chase you down. You 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 have that presence of mind to know, okay, I can do this while also paying attention to him exactly. and my body can layup. So. I practiced that consistently with the program. So now I can say I'm at a point now where I can turn off my brain mm. and just, I, I can be listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook the whole time while I'm animating. And I just, I, I draw the animation and I just follow sync and my brain turns off. So it, it's, 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 it's definitely from that experience playing a lot of sports kind of mm -hmm. trains your mind to know okay if you if you're consistently putting in reps you will get to a point where it will become automatic so yes yeah yeah that's um that's so true i've been trying to teach my daughter that actually and um she just started playing basketball again and it's like we're just doing drills again doing drills because mm -hmm. it's it's getting in that game time in situation when uh your instinct has to kick in and then you're going to realize, oh, I just did that. I didn't even think about it. It's because you've just been working on it every day and didn't even, you know, just happens. Uh, so where are you currently based? Um, I'm currently based in PEI, um, Charlottetown to be exact. That's the city where it's all at, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a small province, but huge community. Like the community of people, there's a strong presence in the community and everybody is you know, so friendly and open. It, it it was a huge shift for me adjusting to that coming from a big city. But mm. I can say being here for five years, I've, I've adjusted pretty well. And uh, 
uh, I, I can say I've, it has opened me up a little bit myself. So I'm, I'm in PEI right now and I'm enjoying it. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, so you said you grew up in Nigeria? Yeah. Cool. Uh, which, which city? I I was born in Abuja. I was born and raised uh, in Abuja. But uh, towards the later end of my teens, we had to move uh, to Oweri, which is in my state, my home state. Okay. Uh, Nigeria has states. So it's, it's not provinces, it's states. There's uh, 36 states. And I'm from Imo State. So we moved from Abuja, which is the capital, and mm -hmm. we moved over to uh, Imo State, Oweri to be exact. And I was there till eventually I, I moved to Canada. Got you, got you, got you. Cool. So um, you, you talked about playing sports as a kid, but, and this is something we we actually talked about too. Um, a lot of people we talk to talk about like, oh, I was an athlete, so I wasn't an artist, or I was an artist, so I wasn't an athlete. How what was it like for you? Like I, you know, we said that there really isn't necessarily a difference for a lot of people. But so why do we keep leaning into that? What was it like for you to be kind of both? It was it was interesting. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you the positive side of that and the negative side of that. Uh, okay. The positive side is you have this kind of flow that you kind of develop over time. So you're able to translate that creativity that you have into, into being an athlete because I played sports in high school for so such a long time. And when I came here to Canada, I still played sports. And I remember I was more, I wasn't compared to what you would consider the athlete. I wasn't rigid in my mentality. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't have the go get it kind of mentality. I was more kind of, I was more free flowing. And the reason was I was able to translate a lot of that creativity that I had in other aspects of my life into the the the, the sports side of, of things. And um, what that manifested as was I was doing a lot of moves that you would consider in basketball, the and one moves, but I was able yeah. to make it easier <laughs> in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Uh, it also gave me the ability to, you know, kind of, decide for myself what I wanted to be identified as, mm. which was a lot for the age I was at at that point. Because at that point, as, as a teenager, you're still developing your own sense of self. Yeah. And yeah. it's very easy for you to, for the society or wherever you're, you're being raised in or wherever you're growing in, to pigeonhole you into a, just a spot and you're there for life. And maybe much later now, you have to kind of step back and try to get yourself out of that pigeonhole. Yeah. But I didn't have that problem because most people didn't know where to put me in, you know? And <laughs> they would say, oh, you're an athlete, but you're drawing by the park, you know? You go yeah. to the other side and you're hiding there and you're drawing. It's not, it's not what you would consider the the... the uh, the image of an athlete, like a student athlete. So it, it was very interesting to see how people took that. And a lot of people were open to the idea that, okay, everybody's an individual. This person is his own kind of person. And it was uh, it was interesting to, to observe also the other side of the equation where people are like, oh, you're an athlete, you shouldn't be drawing, you know? Or you're an artist, you shouldn't be playing sports. So it's... Uh, 
it's definitely interesting in that way. The, 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 the flip side of that is you're kind of pulled both ways, you know? Mm -hmm. So compared to somebody who is an artist and that's all they focus on, you, you're going to struggle a little bit more with focus because you have more interest now and you, you have to be more evenly spread. Mm -hmm. So that that is the challenge compared to somebody who is, you know, just focused on one thing and they just go all, all in, head in. The challenge for me at that age was finding a way to kind of balance out because I was in a lot of groups. I was in a lot of societies. I was in the drama society. I was in the sports society. I was, you know, I was doing public speaking. I was doing you know, art, I, would, I spread myself evenly. And after a while, if, if you don't find a way to create a sort of boundary for yourself, you can fall between the cracks and lose your, 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 your focus and lose your drive. Mm -hmm. So I did, I did lose that a couple of times, but I learned a, a lot of good lessons in the process. Mm. Yeah, I, I find myself struggling in that sense still today, actually, where I'm like, I want to put in time to get myself back in shape for instance which which i know means daily dedication to a practice but i'm also trying to build up my my artistic practice which also i know means daily whatever but then life and all these other things come in and compete with that and you're like oh man i don't have time in the day to to uh do all the things that i'm interested in uh so <laughs> it can be a lot yes it can be a lot it can be a lot. And I'm, I'm going to share this with you. One of the techniques that helped me, um, well, still helping me because I don't plan on slowing down. Okay. The, one of the techniques was I got this from Dr. Joe DiMartini. He is uh, like a neuro, uh, he's, he's a mindfulness uh, teacher and he, his whole focus is on research and, and researching the mind in terms of all aspects of being. Okay. And he divided the, the human psyche and levels of development and growth into, I think, seven. So he said there's the spiritual side, there's the mental side, there's the physical, there's the financial, there's the career, there's the social, and there's the family. So that's seven. And you won't believe this, but I was able to find a way where I do at least three things in all those seven areas every day. So if I do three things in all those seven areas, I get a strong sense of fulfillment and, um, and momentum that I can take into the next day and do the same thing. So that is how I was able to build that balance for myself where I'm able to still do a lot of things, still play basketball, do the, my creative uh, art and do other things that are interesting to me. So I just find a way to find the meaning to those things and put them in that spot. And when I put them in that spot, my mind, there's there's less of a block or less of a, um. Oh, I don't have the time. Because right? now I know, okay, that's all I have to do for today, for that area. So it's it helps me a lot. That's good. That's I'm, I'm going to look into that, actually. That's 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 great advice. Uh, man. Cool. Uh, so you also like you're you're a multidisciplinary creative in general, too. So like tell me something about some of the other like creative stuff that you're exploring. Yes. Um, and in just in time to my animation, I do a lot of uh, studying of uh, just mindfulness in general. 
And my goal moving forward with my brand is to create videos. Actually, we connected through Dylan. Dylan mm -hmm. is working with the Animation Festival of Halifax, which is uh, the organization that gave me funding for my first short film. Mm -hmm. And the, that short film, the title is Being Present. So it's going to be a short film on mindfulness. And that is where I want to move my brand towards. I want to create content, animate, uh, animated content on mindfulness and all the things that I've been learning and reading about. So um, the, the even practices that I'm doing personally, I want to create that and put that out there from as many of the professionals that I can learn from or that are open to collaborating with me. I'm, I'm willing to create those animation contents to put out there for people to, you know, to digest and understand and learn from. Mm. Uh, I also do a lot of writing and the writing right now is I, I base them on newsletters. So weekly newsletters, I've been putting those out on Medium and on LinkedIn. Mm. And those newsletters are just open. I, I try to create an opportunity where I'm not just writing about a certain thing. But recently, they've been leaning again towards mindfulness because that is the phase where I'm at right now. I'm learning a lot about mindfulness, about presence of mind, and just being intentional in general. Hmm. So most of my writing has been about that. So each week I find a lesson that I learn or something relating to an intention that I had during the week mm -hmm. that you know, kind of pushed me forward in some way, something that I learned. Uh, the, the last one that I wrote, uh, I think, uh, actually, I can't remember the last one I wrote. That's how free-flowing it is. I just let it just pour out of me. Uh, but I can remember one that I wrote, and one of them that I wrote was about the Tao Te Ching, which is a, a book by Lao Tzu. And a lot of people know about this book is a very very popular text it's a it's a, it's a taoist text so it talks about balance mm -hmm. so the the relationship between the yin and the yang and how everything is subjective there is no there's no good there's no bad it's mm -hmm. just based off of your own value if for instance my value is i like being on time or i like eating healthy or i like uh all those things if those are my values, then maybe somebody who doesn't do any of those things, it might seem bad to me, but it's not really. It's just from where I'm standing. Sure. Right? So um, those are the things that I've been studying and I've been taking those things and just putting them out there. And um, uh, I also do a lot of uh, public speaking, a lot of consultations. Um, I help with the uh, lifestyle, you know, management because I, I have a lot of training with uh, working out and, you know, eating healthy. And I try to put that knowledge out there in the best way that I can to the people around me. So, yeah. Nice. Do you find uh, as you're taking this information in, when you write, do you find that the writing is actually helping you understand it better? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's one of the... Uh, one of the contexts of the, the book, the Tao Te Ching said, the, the more you teach, the more you learn. So yes. teaching teaching and learning, they are the yin and the yang, right? So if you completely just label yourself as a teacher, you will never learn. And mm -hmm. if you label yourself as a learner, you will never teach. So you can, you can find the balance in between. 
the the balance in the middle is where life happens so i have found that from me speaking from me practicing this these concepts and actually talking to people having these discussions like we are having right now i've been able to actually make more of an impression of those ideas on my on myself yeah as i teach them as i talk about them as i hear or listen to other people talk about theirs i'm able to have a more like more of an understanding of it if that makes sense so uh absolutely yes yes that's true it's funny you say that i take it back to the coaching thing with, with my daughter i remember when i first started coaching them at under 10 and uh i would see them making certain decisions on the court and i'd be like well that's a, that's something that i i still do today and i'm telling them not to do it and it's like it's a mirror like it's like oh no so then when i find myself playing i remember what i would have said to myself if i was the coach and adjust it so it's it's interesting how you can learn uh from <laughs> from teaching like you said uh it's it's very interesting um so who would you say are some of your influences oh that's a great question um starting out I used to look up to a lot of people. I looked up to Jeff Koons. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know Jeff Koons. He's, uh, he's, he's. Popular. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, um, a lot of artists don't like him because. Uh, yeah, uh, he's polarizing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I looked at him just, not just for his work, mm -hmm. uh, but. The, his attitude. He he has a very, very learning mindset towards life. Like he's always looking for something. He's always trying to learn something. He's always, even the conversations and interviews I've watched him and he's always like trying to learn something. It's that's that's always his focus. And he looks at other artists and he tries to observe their work and learn from that as well. And I find that very, very inspirational because somebody at that level is always still looking to learn. You can never be too too high to learn, and I, I looked up to him for the longest time. I also look look up to uh, Aaron Blaze. Um, mm -hmm. He's he's a strong influence in my creative uh, in my creative art. Um, I would say Daniel Asher. Okay. I don't know if yeah. I said last name right. He's a uh, he he's he's a very interesting creative in in the sense that you can't really put him in a in a spot. Yeah, so he, does he does the, the sculpture things. Yes, the, the corroded. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. Yeah. You can tell that's him. You know, it's authentic. And that's I I won't necessarily say the people I look up to. I look up to them for their art. I look up to them for their mindset. Same here. So, yeah. So with with Daniel, he's he's his work is. It's very authentic to him so you can tell okay he he definitely has skill but he's not leaning on the skill he's leaning on his personality and that's what shines out and with the other other uh two that i mentioned uh jeff coons and aaron blaze it's the same thing like their personality shines from their work and you can tell a lot of, from a person from the work that they, that comes out of them and uh i i have been able to learn a lot just observing them Mm -hmm. um another person i would say that i i look up to is as a writer 
would be, I looked up to John Grisham for the longest time too, just wow. because he, I, I just like his productivity. The guy never runs dry. He's always writing. He's always just putting stories out there. And uh, his book, uh, A Time to Kill, mm -hmm. I read that book. I, I can't tell you how many times I read that book. I read that book over and over, and I watched the movie, and the movie had a, a Mike, uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, um, Samuel. Oh, Samuel Jackson, or is it Morgan? Fr I can't I can't remember which one, but yeah. It was in the, it, it's the story of Jake Brigance and Carly Haley. Yes. That was, that, that was an amazing story. And yeah. as, as a Nigerian at that time, back home, and I had not traveled to Canada or the U.S. at the time. So I was like, that gave me a little bit of an understanding of what life was back then. I know necessarily that isn't truth, but that was his perspective. And I found value in that. Mm. And it was, it, was, uh, it was a very, very uh, interesting influence on me at that age to understand that, oh, this guy is always writing stories. I might be able to do the same, right? So that, mm. that was inspiration for me. Ah. That's that's cool. So, uh, what would you say is your favorite movie or book? You're a very red person. Ah, <laughs> uh, my favorite book. I've I can't say I have a favorite book. Okay. Yeah, they, okay. they all have meaning for me. But the book that I'm reading right now, I'll show you. This this is the book that I'm reading right now. Take it apart. I think it's called Stay With Me. It's a, it's a book by, by a Nigerian author. Her name is Ayobami Adebayo. It's a okay. Stay With Me. It's a great book. I've gone a little, a little way in. Phenomenal writing. It's just like you get very immersed in the story. So mm. uh, I would say right now it's my favorite book. <laughs> No, that's that's fair. Uh, I'm kind of like that too. It's whatever I happen to be into at the moment. It's it's, yeah. it's hard to pick. <laughs> it's hard to pick. Like there's so many great stories, and if you're talking about self development, though, yeah. a good book is The Untethered Soul by uh, Michael Singer. Okay, it's a great book. I would say that probably top five for me. Hmm. Um, another one is Mastering Yourself by Coach Corey Wayne. Mm. great book um there's a lot of books man <laughs> i'm mm. pulling blanks right now but my movie my favorite movie would be shawshank redemption wow okay yes. okay my favorite movie is i would say shawshank redemption for sure just because wow. of the profoundness of it and the meaning behind it and just the stoic nature of andy dufresne I, I watched that movie so many times and I think some of that seeped into the way I view the world too. So I, I, I found his attitude very, very inspirational too. So mm -hmm. just the fact that like he's in this situation, he can't change and how he was able to adapt to it. Exactly. Like he, he never complained too. like the entire movie. I've watched it and I try to find a, a part of it where he complained. He never did. Not, not once. Even when he, was getting assaulted by the other inmates. He he never complained. And that is a mentality that I think it's it's you won't really find a lot of because right now mm -hmm. with the society the way it is, 
there's always something for you to complain about. Sure. And there's only a, a select few that find something to actually look up and be like, okay, I'm grateful for this. So the gratitude for him was key for him. Even when he was being taken advantage of and he was being held down and he was in jail almost his entire life for a crime he he knows that he did not commit. Yeah, But he never complained. He never uh, sought redress. He found a way to get out of that situation, but he never, while he was in it, he, he never complained. So that was right. that was beautiful to me. Right, right. Love it. Um, do you see yourself ever writing a book? Absolutely. I'm actually working on one right now. Oh. Uh, just 30 minutes a day, same thing. <laughs> I'm working on one, just the same way I'm writing my newsletters. The newsletters, same thing, 30, 30 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, whatever. Whenever I can find five minutes, I put in a paragraph and it just flows out. And at the end, I look through it, I proofread it, I hand it to somebody I trust to read it, then I put it out there. And that's how I, I, I've been really creating my stuff. And um, I'm working on a painting and same thing. 15 minutes every day, been putting that in. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's a book on just being present. Same thing. That, that is what my mentality with a lot of things. And when you're present, you find inspiration. And I, I'm writing the book on how life always gives you something to be inspired. So mm -hmm. you find it's creative sometimes we run out of juice, yeah. but things are blocked or we experience some kind of uh, just a blockage of some kind, whether from life, whether from ourselves, we get in our own way. But sure. I have found that those times when I experienced that, it was it was my ego. You know, it was it was my ego wanting to feel sorry for myself or feel pity. So I, I created the ideal situation for me to be able to do that without actually looking around me and seeing the beauty, you know, seeing the people around me who love me and, you know, care about me, support me, or looking at the life that I have, looking at the looking at the past and seeing how far I've grown. There's always inspiration everywhere. Mm -hmm. So that is that is what my book is about. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I I find too for me, fear is is a big thing that contributes to my so-called creative block too. I'm just so afraid of disappointing myself or something that I'm not gonna do the work at the level that it should be or I think it should be. And it's like, no, ridiculous, just just start, just do it. Uh put the time in. And you're right too, like looking around, like I, I just mentioned this quote in another interview I did, but um uh, our critic Jerry Seltz was posted recently about you know the true you know where art, the art is in the life it, it's in um that's what art is about it's like art, I sometimes I get frustrated when I talk to people or I see people post stuff about like I'm into art I love art and it stops there it's like well you know what what do you mean <laughs> it's exactly just, yeah everything's art but like it's art is life it's the experiences it's the things that we care about things we hate um things we feel so mm -hmm. uh yeah and, and that's why like you talking about mindfulness and and um telling stories along those lines that makes the art more meaningful and more important because it's coming from something so yes Yes. Yeah. If there's any um, advice you would give. So, I mean, 
Well, actually, yeah, if there's any advice you would give somebody that's sort of trying to pursue a creative life, what would that be? Stay open. Mm -hmm. stay, stay open. It's the hardest thing in the world to do, but it gives the most benefits. Stay stay open. You you there's going to be situations in life that will try to close you up. Mm -hmm. Um actually the, the book, the untethered soul, that is the whole uh lesson in the book. You have to stay open and mm -hmm. life will put impressions on you. Mm -hmm. Negative and positive. It doesn't matter. But stay open, you know, have the attitude of gratitude, be grateful for whatever impression that life give the impression that life gives you mm -hmm. and find a lesson and, and keep moving. Yeah, that that is creativity. Openness is creativity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you find uh, you struggle with on a regular basis in your like creativity? Oh, yes. Oh yes, there's 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 resistance. I get in my way like no man's business. Wow. Yeah, so the ego is is a powerful thing. Um, it it would be it would be very very risky to not consider the the impact your ego can have on your creative side. Mm -hmm. So the moment you lose sight of your ego, it's engaged, it's working. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, so that moment where you're not thinking about your ego, you're like, ah, I'm fine. That's your ego telling you that you're <laughs> So believe that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, I, I, I have found that having a good relationship with my ego, not discrediting it, because when you discredit it, that's when it comes. So it's your ego that wants you to discredit it so that it can engage properly. What you don't look at becomes your reality actually you need to look at it so you can decide what what meaning you wanna you wanna give it so I, I i get in my own way a lot that is what i struggle with i find that sometimes that those 15 minutes a day i try to find an excuse not to put it in i'm like ah you know what is raining today you know <laughs> yep <laughs> so yeah you know i find a reason and that's your ego trying to tell you to chill, you know, like uh, you've worked hard enough. You mm -hmm. work, you, you do this, you, 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 you know, like you personalize a lot of things. And yeah. that's so same thing. You have to find a balance and find, have a good relationship with your ego. Take care of your, of, of yourself. And I, I try to do that as much as I can with, meditation and affirmations and reading good books that inspire me mm -hmm. but it's still a struggle and i think everybody has that struggle it will continue especially if you're creative and you're looking to look up and create something out of the situation and create something out of yourself something larger sometimes yeah. you can make that thing larger and you attach to that thing and you feel like it's you but you know mm -hmm. that's the yeah so how do you keep yourself accountable? Do you have like say these fifteen minute blocks scheduled in your day and say this is I'm going to do this at eleven o'clock and then I'm going to do this at twelve? Is is that kind of how you do it? I tried that and that killed my creativity. Yeah. So like blocking out time, it works if you are somebody who is very very routine based. I have found that I, I am not that way. Mm -hmm. I, I find routines and 
I I have this thing in my head where I want to improve those routines, then then it ends up kind of becoming something entirely different. So what I do now is the 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 technique I told you. I I, I do the seven categories of my life and I try to do at least three things in all of those and if by the end of the day there's one that I couldn't do or two some some days is actually more than that that means there's my ego blocking me there so I have to actually have a conversation with myself and ask myself okay this thing here why didn't I want to do it what is the reason is it fear or is it it's usually fear mm-hmm. you know uh most of the time when you want to do something and you know deep down you want to do it but you don't end up doing it it's usually your ego telling you like, oh you know you might fail or you know maybe you're too big to do this it's, it's that that aspect of your personality us as human beings i find that aspect of my personality always gets in that way and uh, when, when i create routines it doesn't really help me as as much as i, I would like so I call them practices now. So okay. I, I, yeah, I, I create the position where it comes to me. I set an intention. It comes to me to do it. When it comes, I have to be receptive and open to do it. And that's how I hold myself accountable. So the struggle now is staying open all the time. So if I can stay open all the time, I will get those inspiration, those intentions throughout the day to do those things that I have said that I'm going to do. And that is what holds me accountable. Just me, whenever I find myself kind of closing up, I'm like, okay, okay, you know, breathe in, relax, open, and uh, go through what I've written down, the intentions that I said at the beginning of the day, go through it at the end of the day and actually ask myself those questions hold myself accountable in the way of why didn't i do this what was in the way of me not doing this right and also having good people around it's it's a game changer if you have people you can be yourself around mm-hmm. it's a huge benefit people discount that because i don't know like we we have developed this society where it's me 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 sure having having a good family having good friends that can be the difference between a fulfilled life and just a life that where you are completely just self-absorbed. So if if you can have a strong support system, people who don't judge you, mm-hmm. that will hold you accountable for sure. Yes. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. That's a that's a great way to end it on. Um, so if there's anything that's coming up next for you that you want to share with people, what what can people look forward to? Uh, people can look forward to more of my newsletters. I, okay. I intend to build up steam and keep putting those out there. Um, I also am working on my short film, Being Present. I'm very, very excited about it. I've had help from from Dylan. I had a meeting with you where we kind of discussed a little bit uh, about that. And uh, I've had so many positive, you know, uh, mentors giving me good feedback and I'm, you know, moving nice. forward with what I've found. And uh, it should be out next year. So keep your eyes and ears open. Um, nice. I, I'm also looking to create more paintings. I've been painting a lot and I'm looking towards, hopefully in the future, uh, having an exhibition. Uh, it's It's going to be a huge step for me and I feel a lot of pressure, but I think that is a good thing. So absolutely. <laughs> yes. So I, I will I will accept it with gratitude. Um 
I'm also looking into creating programs and actually having more of a brand presence. So I want to create uh, like programs geared towards meditation, geared towards uh, mindfulness, mm -hmm. those techniques that I've been using so far in my life. And I want to also collaborate with other artists, other creatives, and have conversations such as this where we can both throw ideas out there and learn from each other. So that that is what is I that's what I see in my future. And I, I know I'm very, very open to that. Dope, dope. Uh, so if there's like where can people find you uh like on Instagram or online or wherever you have a website, whatever you have? Um, I don't have a website right now. Okay. I intend to get one soon, but most of my work is on Instagram. I have my Instagram okay. account, which is Martins Madumeri. Uh, my medium, also Martins Madumeri. I am on YouTube. Um, short, the short skits that I've been putting out there is also Martins Madumeri. And uh, also on LinkedIn, I put a lot of my, my thoughts and also segments of my newsletters go on there as well. Same okay. thing, Martins Madumeri. Sounds good. All right, Martins, this was uh, very inspirational, and I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story and all of that good stuff. And, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Duane. I, I appreciate you having me, and uh, I also want to, you know, put a few words out there to you because I see a lot of your work. It's an inspiration to me that you're able to do all this, like, you know, actually invest so much energy into your creativity and create something very, very, you know, in-depth and profound in itself. And uh, I look I look at your work and I would like to replicate that in the future. I think you've, you've done a great job with just your podcast, your clothing brand, your art, and I, 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 I find it very, very inspirational. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, let's keep, keep in touch for sure. Thank you for listening to Art Pays Me. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. You can find more of his music on YouTube. If you got anything out of this, please rate, review, or leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. You can find out more about Art Pays Me at artpaysme.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. I'm at Art Pays Me on all of those platforms. With that, we're out. Peace.